This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform. I thought that the best way to talk to you guys about the new Under Armour Health Band would be to compare it to what other items there are out there and then just kind of walk you through that over this podcast. And so the first things first, I'm going to like get all of it out of the way right off the bat is that the Under Armour Health Band is not a good fit for each performers. And let me explain why. First of all, with each perform, what we're trying to do is establish some level of baseline for you guys. And what is entailed there is rather than trying to figure out where your metabolism is at and then just kind of guessing lower than that, we actually you know, the process of what we walk the clients through is actually figuring out that number. And, you know, over a course of time, you figure out where your weight's stable and you basically use that number so you can see the results that you want to see, which is obviously very different from the way that the good majority of people try to lose fat and I would argue that's why we're a little bit more successful. It's not the only reason why we're more successful, but it's definitely one of the reasons why we're more successful. So in terms of the Under Armour Health Band, it does not record your total daily energy expenditure. That is, it stands in stark contrast to virtually every other thing that's on the market that I would consider to be relevant. What happens a lot of the time when we start talking about these types of ideas is that people start to get distracted on whether or not, you know, this is accurate or how this compares to another. In this instance, though, the health ban is not really creating a amount of calories and, and, you know, we could speculate on why they're doing it that way. And we could also speculate, and I will later, on who this would work for. But like I said, if you're trying to find some level of calorie balance, which I believe is the ultimate, um, uh, you know, barometer that most of these devices should be judged on, then you're going to struggle. So let me give you an example. If you were using something like the Vivo Smart HR compared to the Fitbit HR, and the Vivo Smart calculated your calories at 2,800 a day, as opposed to the Fitbit at 2,700 a day, if you didn't have the other one, you wouldn't know, and ultimately, you would be able to find some level of balance related to that device and the way that that device is recording you. Like I said, when you're comparing the Under Armour Health Band, what it does is it calculates your steps and then it calculates your level of activity. Now, the way that it does that is also, and I guess I should probably mention how the health band came about because I think that that's sort of important to this discussion. The health band is kind of a, um, it started as a product called the HTC Grip. 
and kind of evolved from there. And so when you buy a health band, what you'll see is that the health band and then the scale are, are HTC branded. And in theory, that's a good thing, right? Because, you know, they're bringing a lot to the table. I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, one, I was someone that was really excited about the health band. I, I thought that it was going to basically be the iPhone of wearables. And as it turned out, it really, you know, I wouldn't even consider it within the top, you know, five to ten just because of the lack of what it does. Now, you know, when you see something like a Fitbit or a VivoSmart or, or some of these products that have a little bit more maturity in the marketplace and have more people under their belt, do I think that, um, you know, the, the health band will get better? I think it will get better. It will get better with people, though. And so, uh, you know, I think that, when you look at what they were trying to accomplish, I think three years ago, that would have been a very good product and it would have been good for the marketplace because people were more focused on steps, you know, having, uh, I mean, the one thing that I really like about the, the health band that I wish, um, uh, you know, the, the Fitbit would incorporate as well is that the optical sensor when you're doing something where you're sweating a little bit more or the band being moving around a little bit more um, doesn't work as good and so the the health band has a heart rate monitor that is an option which I think is is a really good thing I will say to you personally that I think the reason why they included that as an option was because their optical sensor isn't as good as the other optical sensors on the market. Um, I can tell you that I wore my Fitbit um, while, you know, I was wearing my health band. You know, in terms of like the data compared to each other, the data on the health band is lower than the Fitbit. You could make you know some assumptions that were in that regard um, I would I would definitely argue in the case of uh, beats per minute that the health band was not as accurate their optical sensor um, I don't believe is as good that's just my opinion you can take it for what it's worth but when you take off your Fitbit the optical sensor is like blinking at you Whereas the, the optical sensor on the health band is sort of barely noticeable. It is sort of interesting as I'm talking about this stuff because it would seem like most of these things are fairly obvious things you would not want to get wrong. I don't know why a physical fitness company would get this so dramatically wrong, but um, in my view, they did. Now, once again, could this be used by someone that isn't, you know, uh, you know, super into this type of data where they're trying to use the data to, to get a specific result? Possibly. You know, I mean, I, I, would, I would say that this is probably what most fitness devices look like three to five years ago. But 
in three to five years, you know, the devices dramatically went higher and, and they provide more value to the consumer. And so, um, so, you know, rather than just kind of like bashing, um, the, um, the health ban, you know, I do sort of want to focus on the, uh, the things that that they are doing right that I think is is a good direction for the industry. But in terms of total daily energy expenditure, it doesn't calculate that. And and you know, trying to figure out what your total daily energy expenditure is fairly important as it relates to athletic activities, as it relates to eating for a performance way, and then also ultimately trying to to figure out a, a deficit related to calorie balance long term. So it doesn't have that. I don't know why it doesn't have that, but it doesn't have that. Um, we talked a little bit about the optical sensor. I've heard good things about the Vivo Smart. I don't know. I have a Fitbit HR. Most of my comparisons were uh, against it. And, uh, you know, I think that the Fitbit data is a little bit more accurate, which you know, does sort of bring up the question, if you're looking for just basic data, like I said, the health band might be a good option for you, but eventually most people sort of move into um, trying to get more, you know, resting heart rate data, sleep data, things of this nature. And when they priced the the health box slash, you know, health band um, at a higher price point. I believe that the retail price is going to be $180. And then for the whole box, it was $400. When they priced it that way, you sort of assumed that it was going to be one of the best on the market. Now, I will say this. Why is it so expensive? I think that the reason why it's it's more expensive is related to the UI on the band itself. That's the only assumption that I make. You know, when you look at something like the Fitbit, basically you have, you know, a, a thing that clicks on the side. I don't have a surge. Um, my assumption is that it works relatively similar with a little bit more functionality, but um, the UI does seem to be a little bit more evolved and maybe that explains some of the, some of the pricing. Um, like I said, you know, it, it, it is a, it is an interesting product. And so, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, about the, the redeeming factors and kind of where I think that they could go. Um, I will end on one last note as it relates to the actual product. The scale feels cheap to me, um, and uh, it, it, it's very light. It doesn't um, it doesn't have kind of like you know wherewithal. Um, it's got a glass that detects the uh, you know your uh, body impotence. I'm not a fan of that technology, but if I was a fan of that technology, I, I think the Withing scale is probably a little bit better in terms of kind of wherewithal and in terms of kind of look and feel. I, I guess, you know, when you did the math, 
basically you added up $260 in retail, so you're looking at a roughly $140 scale. You know, it just did not come off as a $140 scale, and, and there are better, you know, lesser expensive options out there in, in my view. So, you know, once again, not trying to bash these guys um, because there are things that, that, that they're doing really well, and uh, I think that's where we should kind of go from there. In terms of ease of setting up all of these various devices, I'm not like super tech guy. Um, I am into wearables. I am into, you know, this kind of thing. So I guess my aptitude is probably higher than normal, but I found it all very easy to, to connect. What it has is the Under Armour Record. And what's nice about the Under Armour Record um, you know, I, I guess I'll just go ahead and, and kind of kind of mention I'm going to return my health box. I, I just don't feel like for four hundred dollars that it's a uh, it, it's a valuable, it, you know, it holds that kind of value for me or or our clients. We did have, um, you know, we gave away 15 health boxes as part of our uh, our challenge, you know, as it relates to January we are you know giving people the option to return those and then you'll know, get another prize that is a similar price and so um if you wanted to know how strongly i feel um, i probably wouldn't be returning it if um, i thought it was usable i don't it, it, you know like i said it's just not usable for each form could it be usable for other things you know i think what's interesting is when you read a CNET uh, review or you read a Gizmodo review, these guys are trying to review multiple things and ultimately they're trying to get hits as it relates to their product. And frankly, I don't think that they're, um, I don't think that, I mean, some, some people were very critical of the price point and, and they saw the devices before I saw the devices and I think some of those criticisms were fair but when you talk about what the things actually do they weren't very evolved in their criticism and so I think that you know having someone that that works with professional athletes and and potentially could use this data to help them get better as an athlete I think that's what makes our review a little bit um, more evolved in terms of ease of setting it up they did that right that was really good um, I did not have much problem with that um, I am a user of my fitness pal uh, you know some of the other products like map my run and Indomoto I've used those in the past but I'm not a current user of those but I found those user friendly um, one of the things that my fitness pal has over fitbit which is sort of baffling to me fitbit has a has a good app i i would argue that it's a really good app the um you know some people do criticize it in that it has a lot of information and can be somewhat confusing and a little bit overwhelming you know as someone who works with people um, as it relates to their health on a daily basis, confusing and overwhelming is sort of one of those things that people kind of go to um, 
when they start off with something new, right? Because, you know, when something's new, it becomes sort of difficult. My guess is that they would have the same type of problems with, you know, the health ban or Google Smart or whatever. And ultimately, that is a hurdle that, that you have to sort of walk through um, personally to get to where you want to go. And I do think wearables are valuable in that regard. But um, so there, there you go. Uh, but the big advantage that the uh, MyFitnessPal, which is part of this Under Armour Record, it's UA Record app, um, and basically you can use this with other devices. I have not checked that out. I don't know whether or not your Fitbit is loading. I know, you know, for a while there, Fitbit wasn't loading well. But it does look like it's not just the um, Under Armour devices that can be uploaded to UA Record. Now, whether or not it does total daily energy expenditure or not, I suspect it doesn't. But uh, because if it did, then it doesn't make sense why the, the health band doesn't do it. And so from that perspective, the, the Fitbit app would be slightly better. In terms of MyFitnessPal, one of the things that MyFitnessPal has that most people don't know, in the Eat Form world or If It Fits Your Macros or some of these other um, ways of eating where you're eating a little bit more flexibly, and it's sort of kind of like the basic idea of what Weight Watchers does except for the fact that you know it's not just down, down, down all the time like Weight Watchers tends to be. Um, but when you look at something where that is allowing a little bit more flexible way of eating, one of the things that you want to do is sort of find some balance as it relates to you know, how carbohydrates work for you, how fats work for you, and then getting in an adequate amount of protein. I don't know why the Fitbit app doesn't have this information. It does have the information when you log in online that is helpful. The only problem is, is that the good majority of people do not use this information online. You know, um, up to 80 to 90% of people are, you know, recording this data, uh, you know, through their phone. I, I know the database that Fitbit uses um, is is highly accurate verified information very good yet you can't get how much protein that you're eating or how much how many carbohydrates or fats and that to me is is just you know if they wanted to just concede that to my fitness pal um, that's how they would do it because once again I don't know who makes this stuff but why in the world you would not have amounts of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. You know, I guess the assumption is that calories in, calories out only matters. And I would strongly argue against that. I would say that some level of, of calorie balance and then um, quantities as it relates to specific macronutrients matters quite a bit actually. So Fitbit is highly deficient in that regard. Um, they have some, some positive things. That is a massive negative. In the case of MyFitnessPal and Under Armour, they're very good at that. 
Now, some people will argue that their their information isn't verified. Since Under Armour has taken over, Fitbit has done a phenomenal job. It's also the, um, excuse me here, my, I'm talking a little long, and so my, my, my computer died or went, went into sleep mode. So my fitness pal is actually the thing that we recommend as a food logger, even in, and we recommend it even when their information wasn't verified because they had a more inclusive way of doing it. Since Under Armour took over, they have many more verified entries, and I would say that they're doing nothing but distancing themselves from the pack. The other part that I think is interesting is when you go into landscape mode on your iPhone. I'm not sure on Android. I don't have an Android, so but I would assume that it works the same. Um, when you go into landscape mode, it actually gives you a more detailed accounting similar to the way that they do it on the, um, the website. Now, why doesn't Fitbit do that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, you know, it, it seems to me like that would be like the lowest hanging fruit out there. Um, and from that perspective, that's really the only thing that, you know, I think kind of separates the two products at this point. If, if, if you're looking at, you know, food logging being a big part of your journey, you know, then you're going to almost always gravitate to my fitness pal because you know fitbit has not put a put a decent product out there as it relates to mobile devices and as we know you know once again it's it's sort of like you know um i mean fitbit way is sort of like you know recreating aol at this point you know um yeah aol worked at a certain point but right now you know it's not it's not usable, you know, and so, you know, Fitbit wants to be a competitor in the food logging market and make their product more useful. They have to um, allow users to see, you know, the amounts of proteins, you know, fats and carbs that they're eating. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're really missing the boat as it relates to a large segment of that market and why people would use all of their products rather than just a fraction. And so, you know, what, what, and I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, end this up here. Um, you know, I am going to try and use the Under Armour Record for a little bit with my Fitbit and then possibly buy a Withing Scale to see how that works with it. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'll be returning my health box, just not a good fit for. Uh, me or um, you know eat performers in general um, in terms of you know you know I, I kind of want to end on this note what health box was supposed to do was it was supposed to tie everything together and it was going to be an answer right so so not only did you have the optical for your wrist but you had the chest strap in theory, you know, you would see, you know, through some calculation, 
how many calories you're burning on a daily basis, use that as it relates to food logging, and then try and come up with, you know, some kind of estimation as it relates to your metabolism and how you can kind of change levels of work to get there. I do think that that is quickly on the horizon. That was the idea that Healthbox was trying to accomplish. That said, I think Fitbit is a lot closer. My guess is VivoSmart is a lot closer than Healthbox is at this point. You know, what Healthbox feels like to me is that Under Armour bought this sort of abandoned technology and then tried to spice it up, you know, to use it with their recent acquisitions. And frankly, the the end game, you know, wasn't that great. I think if you looked at something like Vivo Smart, which I think has a has a tra- uh, optional chest strap, if you look at Vivo Smart Fitbit or some of these other things, they're a lot closer than than Healthbox is because they're just a little bit more mature in the market and they understand what the customer needs are. I think if you look at the Fitbit, the way that they're their their scale works the way that their um, wearable is they're probably closest the the big deficiencies there are food loggers so my guess is you know their their app team you know could probably put something like that together in about a week you know so that's not very far in terms of like heart rate strap it would be kind of an admission that it's not perfect, and frankly, I think it is a good admission for them to, to make. But if you ask me who's the closest in terms of providing and all-encompassing, I would, I would definitely think it would be Fitbit. I was hoping that it would be Health Band. doesn't look like it's going to be that way. So I appreciate everybody listening to this. I, I know it was a little bit freeform and stuff like this. And, and once again, you know, this is... This is only going to allow us as consumers to get the best thing on the marketplace, you know, in terms of what, you know, uh, you know, Under Armour's done in terms of kind of aligning MyFitnessPal, Indomoto, MapMyFitness, you know, I can't remember, MapMyRun, um, you know, that is a step in the right direction. But, you know, they just don't have it right as it relates to the wearables. And, and I hope they do get it right, right? Because I think, that, um, I think that this is going to be how people get fit within the next five to ten years. And I think having people more conscious of, the, you know, calories rather than just steps is going to be fairly important. And right now... The, the health box really kind of focuses on calories related to your activity and then steps, which, you know, like I said, isn't all that useful to me and all that useful to my customer base. So I appreciate everybody listening and sorry that got long and we'll talk to you guys later.